T-minus nine days away from the NFL Draft. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. Great to have you in on a Tuesday. Man, this weather sucks in Cincinnati. It feels like it's January and the Bengals are getting ready for a, a playoff game that they're going to lose. Uh, that's a bad joke. <laughs> on Twitter, at James Rapine, at Locked On Bengals. I have a mock draft that's going to drop later this week at LockedOnBengals.com. If you're new to the podcast, it's simple. I'm James Rapine. I cover the Bengals for ESPN 1530 and 700 WLW in Cincinnati. And, well, we do this every single day, Monday through Friday. Why? To give you your Bengals fix on a daily basis. We do it year-round. I believe we're the only daily Bengals podcast that does it Monday through Friday. Heck, we had a Saturday edition of the podcast last week. We do it big, especially this time of year. It's draft time. It's draft time. It's draft time. And you're going to hear from Tony Pike, a conversation I had with him, parts of conversations I've had with him, former UC quarterback, University of Cincinnati, also tried out for the Bengals once upon a time. But uh, at, uh, let's see, 2010, he was drafted in the sixth round by the Carolina Panthers, does a lot of media work now with Fox Sports Ohio, with ESPN 1530 and 700 WLW. I keep mentioning that I'm going to be at Dickman's. In Dickman Sports Cafe in Fort Wright in Northern Kentucky on draft night. I'll be there from 9 to 11. Tony will be with me. So if if you're coming and, and there's you want to say hi or anything, you'll, you'll be able to meet Tony as well. Rocky Boyman will be there. Mo Egger will be there. Lance McAllister will be there um, and, and as well as myself. So come out, say hi. Uh, I had a few people that mentioned uh, that I mentioned last year that came out and said hi. And I remember one, the reason this one stands out is we were on air and I couldn't talk to him. And I felt rude about it and talked to a, talked about it on the podcast the next day. Uh, but if we're off air, heck, come up, let's talk, let's chat, and uh, let's discuss whatever the Bengals decide to do at 21. Speaking of 21, I ran by the two guarantees I've given you that uh, I did that with Tony Pike. We'll get to that in about six minutes here on the Locked on Bengals podcast. The two guarantees were Billy Price won't be the pick at 21 and that Mike McGlinchey will if he's there at 21. And I saw a mock draft today that, uh, well, copied me. Mock draft totally copied me. We'll get to that as well. But first, I want to start with Lamar Jackson, just a little bit on him. I played devil's advocate with Tony Pike earlier today on ESPN 1530 because Tony's brother played at Wake Forest. He got an exclusive look at Lamar Jackson. Obviously, he played in the NFL, was in the NFL, just like, you know, he's 30 years old. He was in the NFL seven years ago. Wasn't that long ago. Tony believes in Lamar Jackson. Here's Tony in his response to kind of the naysayers about Lamar. I play devil's advocate here. Here's our conversation about Lamar and me kind of playing devil's advocate about his size, how he runs, etc. I do see a lot of concerns, and I want to play devil's advocate because I think some people that, that see Lamar Jackson to, to the Bengals or, or Lamar visiting the Bengals, they see a, a slender guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, a player that they, they, in their mind, runs first. They see a guy who's going to take a lot of hits in the league that probably won't be able to stay healthy, that might not have success in an outdoor stadium in a cold-weather city like Cincinnati in the physical AFC North. What would you say to the guy at the bar that brings up all of those points about Lamar Jackson if the Bengals were to take him on draft night? Well, I would say that Lamar has been a model of consistency through his time at Louisville. You look at his numbers, most of his numbers last year were even better than than his Heisman Trophy winning season. So he had this Heisman Trophy unbelievable year where he not only ran for a lot of yards, but he passed for a lot of yards. 
and what he'd do in the offseason, he didn't let it get to his head. He didn't go back and say, well, I've already made it. He got better, and he came up and he put better numbers up, threw for more yards. So to me, when you look at a, a guy like Lamar Jackson, it's not one of those guys you put on tape and you say, okay, well, here's three good passes and here's two, good, two bad passes. He's, he's consistently accurate when you watch him throughout the season. And I, I was able to watch a lot of his games because of that interest in what he can do. Mm-hmm. And he's playing in the ACC. So he's playing against Clemson's. He's playing against uh, defensive lines that are going to get after the quarterback, Florida State. And he's, he's continued to show that he can be a passer with pass rush. He's continued to show that he can get out of the pocket and remain a passer and not be a run-first guy. And I think he understands the game enough that he's not going to just come into the NFL and be overwhelmed by so many different underlying factors of weather, different things like that. He's, he's worn a glove at times. To me, he's a guy that encompasses everything you want in a quarterback because a lot of guys you see the athletic quarterback mold, they want to get out and run. And that doesn't translate in the NFL because after a year or two, teams are kind of they, they know how to game plan that. You saw it with Robert Griffin. You saw it in Cam Newton had a little bit of a slump. Yeah. Because teams understand, and you got to go back and reinvent yourself to understand, hey, this is the NFL. This linebacker lining up or this defensive end can beat me in a 40-yard dash. Mm-hmm. They're fast enough now at this level to consistently beat me. I have to be a passer. And Lamar Jackson throughout his Heisman campaign last year, the draft process has remained that he is a quarterback. And that's the position that he plays. And I think he, like I said, he encompasses everything you want in a guy at that position. So when someone throws out Robert Griffin III or – even even Cam Newton, but a slender, not nearly the, mm-hmm. the physical freak that Cam is, when you're not that in the league and you're thin like a Robert Griffin, and Lamar Jackson is, he weighed, by the way, it, this is interesting, though, combined 6'2", 216 pounds. Andy Dalton was 6'2", 215 at the combine. Mm-hmm. So that is interesting. But with that said, you're not worried about the, the physicality of the NFL taking a toll or too much of a toll on Lamar. No, just because I think he's... He's not one of those guys. You would see Cam Newton in college and even in the NFL. He would try to run people over. Mm-hmm. Robert Griffin would do the same. Lamar Jackson slides. He gets out of bounds. He understands that he needs to be a quarterback and he needs to be on the field for his team. And I think that is what you, you didn't see from those other guys in their college. I mean, how many, how many videos of Cam Newton at Auburn running over SEC players did you see? Yeah. I mean, that's the physical imposing guy that he was. Robert Griffin running all over not just college, but he was running over NFL teams his first year, yeah, and then game plan and, and scouting reports get out and teams understand. So when you go in as a passer, say what you want about Bobby Petrino. He mixed in some under center stuff this year mm-hmm. and even made the statement that they want to be more pro style with Lamar Jackson. So he did Lamar a lot of favors. Lamar still produced this year. And, and really up until the last bowl game, he was, he was consistent through his time at Louisville. He had a bad game, um, but, but you don't see the, the bad misses that you've seen from Robert Griffin. You don't see him sailing passes by five or six yards over the middle that turn into interceptions. He's accurate. He's got a strong arm. He needs to clean up some stuff with his footwork and kind of get his whole body into some throws. But that's stuff that when you get to an NFL level and you're working and you have the luxury of a guy like Andy Dalton, you can work on that stuff with Lamar Jackson in his first year. You can clean up his footwork. You can stay after practice and get him better from, from under center or get him better using his legs on his throws. That's the luxury you have when you draft at 21 instead of what you're looking at the top three picks in the draft that need a quarterback to come in and play right away. 
you now have that luxury with, with, with the 21st pick. That's Tony Pike. He was on with me earlier today on ESPN 1530. So there you go. There's the rebuttal. Was that good enough for you? I know there's, it's a hot button issue. I put out a poll question at lockedonbengals.com. Last I checked, it was 53% say draft Lamar at 21 if he's there. 47% said no. It is an issue. I'm acknowledging that. And I want to get your thoughts at James Erpine on Twitter. Also, email, by the way, James Erpine at ESPN1530.com. All right, so I've made guarantees. I've made two guarantees. And I, I want to get to the part where I guaranteed it uh, again. And, and I spoke. I, I The first time I mentioned it was here on this podcast. And then I go on ESPN1530 and I say it. And I ran it by Tony today. I said, Billy Price won't be the pick at 21. And I explained why. And then I jumped into Mike McGlinchey. And I want to get your thoughts on this, as always. But here was Tony's reaction to both of those guarantees that the Bengals will pick Mike McGlinchey if he's there, and they're going to pass on Billy Price at 21. They will not take Billy Price with the 21st pick. Wow. I guarantee that. Wow. Out of Ohio State. I guarantee they won't take him. Okay. Why not? I don't think he's going to be close to the best player on their board at 21. Okay. Like, I, I just I don't think it'll be close. I know center's their biggest need. There might be another center there that they decide to go with. Uh, I think Billy Price is more of 46th pick Do you question? Material. Do you question that because of what he did on the field or because he tore his left pec while benching at the combine? I think a little bit of everything. I think James Daniels out of Iowa is just a better player. I mm-hmm. think he's more athletic. Um, and, and everyone that I've heard that I – Trust draft anal- analysis wise says the same, and then as far as Billy Price, yeah, he tore his pack. Imagine the Bengals rolling mm. in a, a first round draft pick who's injured again. Yeah, yep. I <laughs> it'd can be see three it. three years in a row. Is that okay? It, four. It'd be four years. So in I'll a row buy the I'll, I'll I'll take the bait on the Billy. All Price. right. So no Billy Price. There's the guarantee. Second one, if Mike McGlinchey, the mm. tackle from Notre Dame, is there, I think he was going to be the pick at twelve anyway. Yeah, I do. They've met with him three times. They had dinner with him in downtown Cincinnati last week. If he's there at 21, I think he's surefire starter at right tackle now. He gives them insurance at left tackle if you need it long-term-wise with Cordy Glenn's foot issues, mm-hmm. like you mentioned. And it really significantly upgrades their line. Plus, we know how the Bengals value tackle. Yeah, They, they put a high, high price on tackle. Do you buy that? The As they should. As they should put a high price on it because mm-hmm. we've seen in the last couple of years, if, you got, if your center's under par – and you can at least double-team with one of the guards and help your center out, that's a little bit easier for a quarterback to maintain. If you're constantly getting beat around the edge, yeah. and then your, your interior is bad too, then you're getting pushed into something. But if you've got room with the edges being protected, you can navigate your way with one step and get out of the way of, of, a, of a nose guard coming up the middle. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're not as fast as these defensive ends coming off the, off the edge. And that's why I say at 21, if your guy's not there, then you take the best available. Because I think 21... I think McGlinchey is their guy. I think he's a guy that, that, like you said, he comes in, he starts right away. He's a big guy. He can go opposite of Cordy Glenn. And now you've, you've built into Andy Dalton two really staples of that offensive line that they're going to protect not only his blind side, but you're going to protect pass rush coming off the edge. There's going to be a little bit of a learning curve. I mean, the guy ran a 5-2-2 in the 40, which for a tackle at 6-7, 318 pounds is pretty good. Granted, I mean, I, he was he's not a 4 9 Four eight nine guy like, like I was, yeah, exactly. But the five two two gets that gets it done for an offensive lineman at three hundred and twenty pounds. So you know he can move. He's got great feet. I think if he's there, I agree with you. I think they grab him. But I think what's interesting if you see him go before twenty one, which he very well could, I think that opens up this this huge door of what ifs for the Bengals because 
I don't want to get in that position where we reach for another tackle just because we need tackle or we reach for a center because we need a center and we really don't buy that. I want to take the best player available at 21. I'm totally on board. I'm totally on board. You can hear that entire conversation. Heck, I might post that. In fact, I will. I'll post that at LockedOnBengals.com. We talked an hour about the Bengals draft on Cincy 360. It's a show I host every single weekday, noon to 1 on ESPN 1530. Usually I tweet out a link. So, like, if you don't listen or you're not in Cincinnati, you're not local, you can listen on an app, uh, the iHeartRadio app, listen live to it. So 12 to 1 every single weekday on ESPN 1530. I'll put that up at LockedOnBengals.com. Overall, though, this draft to me, and by the way, Justin Reed, is going to be on. I'm, I'm interviewing him tonight. He tweeted this out, and uh, you're going to hear our conversation tomorrow. Just, I don't like to give you something too late in the day, but he's of climbingthepocket.com. He's really good. In fact, someone reached out to me and direct messaged me and, and said I should have him on the podcast. I followed him. He followed me back, and I reached out, and uh, he will be on the podcast tomorrow working on that, working on some other guests. I know Joe Goodberry is going to be on the podcast Friday. I'm looking, looking, looking. And it seems like uh, I'll probably have Dave Lapham next week, Jim Osarski next week. So it's it's going to be, as we're ramping it up here, it's going to be very guest-heavy. Very guest-heavy. If you want to know about certain prospects or anything, tweet me, email me, and uh, I'll be sure to try to ask one of these experts, one of the many draft experts we're going to have on between now and the draft, uh, about them. Because, look, the draft is almost here, and there's nothing I would like more than the Bengals to nail it. And I think there's a scenario where they can nail it going quarterback in round one. I think there's a scenario where they can nail it going lineman in round one. I think there's a scenario where they can nail it going a defensive player, whether that's linebacker, whether that's cornerback in round one. It's going to be harder to sell me on corner. You can, depending on who it is, depending on how good he projects to be. You get a William Jackson. You get a guy that looks like that. And you put them opposite William Jackson, it's hard to argue against that. (laughs) I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. It's great to be with you each and every day. You can subscribe on iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, LockedOnBengals.com. Be on the lookout. Mock draft coming soon. I'm going to do two more before draft day. I'm going to do one this week and one early next week. I think you know who I might mock to the Bengals. If they had their way, put it. If they had their way, who I'd mock to the Bengals this week. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Until tomorrow, when we'll be joined by Justin Reed, I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals Podcast. (laughs) 